Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. So now the Prophet he's ascending into these skies. He reaches the seventh heaven, which is the holiest and the best of all places. The Arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is found there. Now the Prophet he goes to Sidratil Muntaha with Jibra'il. The Sidra is a tree. We can take this probably symbolically. It's not like a physical earthly tree. That tree is very significant. Apparently all the knowledge in the universe is somehow contained in that tree. There are some, you know, scholars of tafsir based on certain hadiths who also relate this tree to the tree of Adam in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had prohibited him from approaching the tree. It is possible that this was the tree. This tree has the secrets of the universe, it has all the knowledge of the universe and not anyone has access to that. Jibra'il had access to it and only the Prophet has access to it. So the Prophet goes and he sees that tree. You can find in the hadith amazing descriptions of this tree and, and more about this tree. In any case, the Quran talks about this now, that the Prophet sees him by the tree. وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى عِنْدَ سِدْرَةِ الْمُنْتَهَى The Quran is not explicit or clear as to who he saw. The Quran says he saw him again by Sidratul Muntaha, by that cedar tree. Well, what's the Quran referring to? Here we have some deviant sects within the Muslims who believe that during Al Isra or Mi'raj, the ascension, the Prophet saw Allah, God forbid. He saw the image of God. There are some sources, especially in some Sunni books, not the main ones like Bukhari and Muslim, some secondary books of hadith, like the you know, books of Dar Qutni and others, they do mention that the Prophet saw the image of God. Now the Quran is not clear as to who he saw, it just he saw him. Now we don't accept that of course because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not physical, the Imams of Ahlul Bayt refuted this. In fact, there's a hadith from Aisha, in which someone asked her, you know, did the Prophet see God during the Mi'raj? She said to that companion who asked her, you just gave me the goosebumps by saying that. No, it's impossible to see Allah. He saw Him with his heart. He experienced the glory of God, but he didn't see Him with his eyes because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not to be seen. So you'll find some, you know, crazy hadiths and some books in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala somehow made Himself visible to the Prophet and actually unfortunately you do find some prominent Sunni scholars like Ahmed ibn Hanbal, there is a hadith that says the Prophet saw God in the image of a young boy, Shab Amrad. Amrad means you know uh, an adolescent who has like a very thin mustache but the beard has not grown yet maybe 13 years old, 14 years old. So some hadiths indicate that he saw God 
in the form of a young beautiful boy. Now unfortunately we see that Ahmed ibn Hanbal, Tabarani, Abu Ya'la, ibn Sadaqa, they've said this hadith is sahih. They haven't narrated it in, in their book. So Ahmed ibn Hanbal in his Musnad, he did not narrate this hadith, but he comments on this hadith in other books. For example, you'll find this in the book of Al-Muntakhab min Ilal al-Khilal, um, page 282, this is mentioned there, that he sahahahad al-hadith, meaning he said this hadith is authentic. We reject that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is much more glorious for him to appear in the form of a boy. So this is all rejected, these are all those fabrications and subhanallah when Allah talks about Isra in Surah Al-Isra, what's the first word he uses? Subhanalladhi, glorified is he. Glorified means he's above all these limitations, that's what the meaning of Subhan means. So it seems Allah knew these fabricators would come and come up with this ridiculous hadiths. So in the beginning Allah says glory to him who had his servant go on the Isra and Mi'raj. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just refuting that in the Quran that Allah is glorious and these things don't happen. So now at Sidratul Muntaha, what does he see then? According to our hadiths of the Ahlul Bayt, he sees Jibra'il in his original form. Because Jibra'il is one of the greatest, if not the greatest angel of God. Now he has many forms. When Jibra'il would come down to earth, he would uh, take a more earthly form. In fact, sometimes he would come in the form of a man and companions would see him. He looked like Dihyatul Kalbi, one of those companions of the Prophet. Sometimes Jibra'il would come in the form of that companion, he would look like him. Sometimes to speak to the Prophet. So sometimes an angel can come in the form of a physical being. But then the Prophet sometimes he would say that when I see Jibra'il ascending into the skies and he would go back to his more original spiritual form, I would see his wingspan, one wing would be as big as the galaxies. It's something beyond our comprehension because remember the angels, what are they created from? Light, the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't exactly know what their essence or nature is. We don't even know what our essence or nature is, let alone the ruh and the you know, uh, angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he sees Jibra'il in his original form, in that seventh heaven, which was something just mind-boggling and baffling. For the Prophet to see that, لَقَدْ رَأَى مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى the Quran says he saw one of the great signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he sees Jibra'il over there by, by Shujrat al-Muntaha. Then they reach a point after that. Now remember this is the seventh heaven by the Arsh, but they're still ascending. They reach a point, Jibra'il tells the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, stop. You've reached a point in existence no angel, no messenger, no prophet, no creation of God has been able to pass. If I myself pass it right now, I will be annihilated and I will burn. You are the only one chosen by Allah to cross that. So he reaches a point in existence 
where he's now experiencing the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not a physical experience, Allah is not physical. So he tells him, according to our hadiths and Sunni hadiths, Ya Rasulullah, you go. Because he stops, the Prophet tells him, why are you stopping? He tells him, I can't come with you, I'm sorry. I brought you all the way till here. But after this point, only you can go. So the Prophet he goes and he describes, you know, in limited words of course, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would remove layer after layer after layer of light until he experiences something indescribable, something absolutely indescribable. The Quran talks about that, he gets so near to the glory and spiritual presence of Allah, ثُمَّ دَنَا فَكَانَ قَابَ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْ أَدْنَا In Dua Al-Nudba, the Imam salam says, دُنُوًّا وَاقْتِرَابًا مِنَ الْعَلِيِّ الْأَعْلَى He gets so close to the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's as if, you know, he met the glory of God. That's how close he got to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he spiritually experienced the existence of God. We don't know exactly what that is, it's beyond our comprehension, it's something we cannot really picture or imagine in our minds, it's something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave solely to His Messenger, something even Jibra'il cannot experience and that's the great status of the Holy Prophet So the Holy Quran does you know refer this and then فَكَانَ قَابَ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْأَدْنَا فَأَوْحَى إِلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ مَا أَوْحَى Allah revealed the secrets of the universe to the Prophet then and there. So the Prophet he finishes from that, he's now coming back to earth. The journey is coming now to an end. Now I condense this a lot, there are many many things, interesting things that happened, but just to keep it brief, he comes back, they come back to Jerusalem, then from Jerusalem they come back to Mecca, it's around Fajr. The Prophet meets, um, well before that, before that as the Prophet was going from Jerusalem to Mecca, he sees a caravan owned by Quraysh, by the Arabs of Mecca. They're also coming back to Mecca, so they're going south to Mecca, yes. Is, is yes, he comes down with the Burak, yes. So he comes to Jerusalem, then from Jerusalem on the Burak, he goes south to Mecca. On his way he sees a caravan. No, 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 they didn't see anything, the Prophet saw the caravan. He saw the caravan, he realized that one of their camels had been lost, they're looking for a lost camel in the middle of the night in the desert. The Prophet passes by the caravan, there was a container of water, a jug of water. The Prophet spills the water, he comes back to Mecca. This is around Fajr, he meets Umhani, the sister of Imam Ali salam. he tells her, I've just had this experience. And he tells some other companions and it begins to spread amongst the Meccans that the Prophet had this migration or ascension into the heavens. Now the Quran says, ma kathab al-fu'adu ma ra'a, the Prophet, his heart is not lying when he's saying that because they came and challenged him, oh what is this, what are these myths, this is nonsense, are you hallucinating, you're telling us Allah you know took you to the seven heavens and you saw this and that, 
nonsense. They immediately accused the Prophet of lying. Then they challenged him. They told him, if you're truthful, didn't you say you just went to Jerusalem in like several hours? Well, the Prophet had never been to Jerusalem. This was a known fact. They told him, describe to us, how does Jerusalem look like? The mosque that you went to and prayed, tell us the pillars. How many pillars does it have? How many arches does it have? Describe it to us. Now the Prophet he lowered his head. Jibrail comes to him. He takes a snapshot of Jerusalem and the masjid, he hangs it in front of his head. He tells him, Ya Rasulullah, describe it to them. So he describes it to them because they asked him for specific details, right? That even if you went there, you wouldn't know these specific details. So he told them, okay, I'll tell you. Jibrail is holding the image. He tells them it has this number of columns, arches, this color, that color, that corner is here. Shocked because some of them had gone to Jerusalem. They're like, he must have gone, you know, how does he know these details? But then they still rejected. Okay, maybe somebody had given him that description. I don't know, could have, could have been possible. They still reject and they tell him you're lying. So he tells them, okay, I'm lying. When I was coming back on my journey, I saw a caravan, this number of people in it, this number of camels in it. One camel was lost. They were searching for it. And I took one of their jugs while they were sleeping and I spilled the water. And the caravan is going to arrive at sunrise. Go and ask them. Abu Sufyan became happy. He told Abu Sufyan, the leader of the pagans, the father of Muawiyah, he said, this is a perfect opportunity for us to expose the Prophet because he put himself in a big trap and he dug his hole for himself. He gets, they didn't believe the Prophet, they didn't have faith, right, Abu Sufyan. He didn't believe that a caravan was going to come. That's impossible. How does he know that the caravan got lost and all this happened? So he's like, perfect opportunity to show the people he, this man is a liar. At sunrise, everyone's anxiously waiting for that caravan to come back. At sunrise, the Prophet said, when you see the disk of the sun looming in the horizon, you're going to see the camels coming. And that's exactly what happened. At sunrise, the caravan reached Mecca. They rushed to the caravan. They asked them, tell us your story. What happened? Something strange happened? They're like, yes. First of all, we got lost. One of our camels got lost. The Prophet told them the color and the specifications of that camel. So they told him, they, they told them this, you know, camel with, and they looked at the specifications and the color. This camel got lost, then we found the camel. And something strange happened. We were all sleeping. When we woke up, we saw our jug of water spilled. So the Prophet tells them, that's the sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then Imam al-Sadiq he comments, he says, but they still reject it. Every single sign Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed them, just like Fir'aun. Allah sent him all those signs, the nine signs, the snake and the stick and the splitting of the sea, but they rejected. The pagans of Mecca did the same with the Holy Prophet So this is how the journey ends. And this was one of the great miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Deep down in their hearts, they knew the Prophet was telling the truth. But out of arrogance, they did not want to submit to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi.